Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, all right, everybody, here we go. Another damn week. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday. Lunes, Big J. What? Yep, it's Spanish for Monday. It is the 20th day of June. 2022. Welcome to the morning after Father's Day, Juneteenth as well. Hopefully it was a good weekend for you and yours. Big J, you look good, Mr. Mustache. Thanks, man. How does it feel? Uh, weird. It's weird. In a good way? I guess, if there's such a thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you did it for a good cause. You raised a bunch of money. I already, uh, yeah, that part, $6,260. Well done, my friend. I hope you're proud. You should be. Uh, very proud and uh, very thankful for everybody who helped out and uh, donated. But uh, obviously, I don't know if you can tell, uh, I need to learn how to shave again. <laughs> I tried shaving with a straight razor. Well, that's quite the. Uh, I mean, Manly you went right to, to, do, to, 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 to straight razor? Well, I, I mean, I, I've done it before. Uh-huh. So, but, but it's, it's been a calendar year. Yeah, yeah. Well, longer than that, probably. Oh. And, so we should practice. Uh, it was a big mistake before going to a wedding. Whoops. Yeah, you cut yourself. Oh, that reminds me. All right, I've got money on this, Big J. Here's what I need to know. How? Yeah. First of all, how was the wedding? Oh, it's great. Great. <laughs> Very short ceremony. That's your favorite kind? Yeah. Uh, so you went right to the, the actual reception, right? Yeah. Did you stay for a little bit at the reception? Yeah. Okay. Did you get out on the dance floor? No, no. Son of a bitch. Sorry, man. We Irish goodbye way before that. Damn it, man. So here's the thing, too, about that is that because I have no uh, beard, right? Yeah. I had a drink, and uh, my kid. You spilled it all over the front of yourself. No, I didn't. No. Okay. So I brought my oldest, Maddie. She was with me, and uh, she's like, Dad, you're you're breaking out. Oh, no. Uh, My face started breaking out really bad, and uh, clearly I was having an allergic reaction to something, which I've never been able to tell before. I had not shaved my beard. Okay. So what was it? You don't know? Uh, don't not not one hundred percent sure. Are you sure it's something that you drank, or could it be uh, something you ate? It could have been something that I ate, but you know, usually I don't. Uh, again, I, I would never know. Either way, it was it was kind of weird. Was it bad? Like, did it itch, or was it hot, or what? It didn't itch, but I get I looked really weird. Okay. Felt like uh, it could have been from the straight razor. By the way, you could have had no. some sort of reaction to that because that can be no. irritating to the skin. That was, uh, it happened in, she saw it happen live gotcha. in person. So. Okay. Uh, well. She's been like Rorschach and just e- wore a hood. Either way, uh, Rorschach does not wear a hood. Either way, I. Whatever uh, that thing is. Oh, you mean like face. the mask over yeah. your face? Yeah. I got you. Uh, I lost some money because I had said that you are a good time at weddings and I feel like you would have gotten out on the dance floor at some guy and, and he, and my neighbor said that, no, you probably just well, sit you're down. Ba- you're betting on me with your neighbor? I'm betting on you being a good time. 
and, and he oh. said that you were going to just sit around and probably live early. And I said, no, I've seen Big J at weddings. He has a good time. And I didn't take into account that I forgot that your wife wasn't going to be there. And so that that was a factor. Yeah, I'm not going to so dance with my kid. That's you, weird. You being a buzzkill really cost me some cash. So I hope you're happy. Well, Morning, how does this guy know me so well? Uh, he listens to the show. And he's like, dude, I know what Big J does in his spare time. He's just going to sit there and he's going to leave. And I'm like, no, I've seen Big J at weddings. I've seen him at multiple ones. He gets out there. He has a good time. And I was wrong. So uh, I guess I learned something about you today. And now I know not to put my money where my mouth is. Morning Oops. After with Nick and Big J. We have a lot planned on the show today. We'll start with some music. Let's kick things off with some Bush. It's come down here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You remember when they used to race horses out there at Expo Idaho, Big J? Oh, yeah. It's good old days. Uh, it was fun. And uh, they stopped doing that for a while. That's probably never coming back, if we're being perfectly honest. But Ada County Bunch of is, have is looking into maybe turning the 12,000-square-foot turf club into a place for off-track betting for sports. Uh, they are currently putting out requests for proposals for businesses to lease that. And now they are looking at the idea of maybe making that a you know place for you to bet on races that aren't going on necessarily in the actual state of Idaho. Now, if they do that, the facility would have to have some pretty significant rules because, listen, uh, slot machines were banned in 2016. Uh, This state continues to shoot itself in the foot in any way that it possibly can as far as somehow bringing in revenue that is all around us. But we refuse to take part in it for whatever reason. But uh, there is a possibility that that could happen. Uh, you know, it's called Midnight Racing, and if it opens up, it would allow visitors older than 18 to place bets on races broadcast from other tracks around the country, including, you know, higher profile things like the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont Stakes and all that kind of stuff. Now, Ada County is currently taking feedback on the proposal through a survey that you can check out on their website if you would like to uh, talk about things in favor of or uh, against this particular proposal but there is a small possibility that that could happen because off-track betting is not illegal here in idaho it's just not happening here in the treasure valley how is it not illegal i don't know why is that legal and then playing uh stupid fantasy football with DraftKings is i don't know I, i listen the more you dig deep into why these things exist the more puzzling it all becomes so I would encourage you not to scratch the surface too much. I would just say, <laughs> don't, don't go digging. Big take Jay. what you can get, and maybe just maybe this could be a step back in the right direction. At least in my personal opinion, the fact that we don't have these things is a little bit ridiculous. But uh, in the year 2022, anyway. Well, we'll see what ends up happening as things go forward. Uh, No idea whether or not it's actually going to take place, but they're looking for feedback currently, and it might just happen. Matt Fitzpatrick is from England, Big J. He won the U.S. Open on Sunday. Ever heard of him before? Uh, no. The Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts was where it was happening. It's his first victory in a major. 
The 27-year-old finished at six under. He beat Will Zatorius and Scotty Scheffler, another two more guys I've never heard of. Uh, they tied for second place, a couple of Americans coming in second in the U.S. Open. So that was really the big event outside of baseball over the weekend sports-wise. And, of course, the Avalanche skated to a 2-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup final as well, uh, capped off by a 7-0 blowout win on Saturday. Game three in the Stanley Cup final is tonight. Lots of people went to the box office this weekend, Big J. Uh, much to the chagrin of Pixar, as it thought for sure it was going to rake in the number one movie, but it did not. Jurassic Park Dominion was the number one film of the weekend for the second weekend in a row. $58 million at the box office. Lightyear didn't do bad, but not as good as they thought it was going to do. $51 million. And Top Gun Maverick made $44 million. Uh, that was a pretty good top three, so apparently people spent Father's Day in the movie theater. Doctor Strange fourth in the Multiverse of Madness. It made $4.2 million, although uh, I believe it's Wednesday that that movie starts streaming on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't yeah. seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I believe that's when it will premiere on Disney Plus for you to enjoy if you'd rather do it at home. Or, for me, sit there and rot. Uh, you will never watch it again? Is that what you I don't think me? so, no. I want to maybe give it another pass-through no, because I, I feel like my expectations were very high and I walked away very disappointed. And so I, I, I don't think there's been a Marvel movie I haven't watched at least twice. And so I want to give it another shot, maybe with leveled expectations or know what I'm going into to see if it makes the movie any better. I doubt that it will, but I do know that I was really excited to see it and I walked away very disappointed in it. And I'm wondering if now that I know uh, what I'm going to, you know, in store for, if maybe that makes it a better movie. And I don't know if it will, but I'm going to give it a shot. Not on Wednesday, of course, just whenever I come around to it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That is Buddy Holly. That is Weezer here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I'm not sure about you, but uh, summer allergies have hit me right between the eyes. It's been a bad couple of days. I imagine they'll be even worse as things kind of progress and while you know you may be dealing with this stuff and sometimes you know and the thing with allergies is everybody's kind of hits different you know what i mean yeah uh there are some medications that work for me that will work for you and vice versa and so there's always going to be somebody that's looking to try to find a way to hack your way through the summer allergies but a reminder that the internet can be a good place it can also be a place full of false information you have to be able to do your uh, due diligence in your research into making sure that you're doing it. Now, the good news is the the summer allergy relief side of the internet currently has some things on there that make you really want to believe that it's a thing. The bad news is none of it works. Now, the other side of that coin is none of these are really hurting anybody because the two things that the internet is suggesting that you try for summer allergies are number one, honey. Uh, they say that helps, you know, with sore throats and scratchy throats. And sometimes that's true, but the reality of it is it's more treating the symptoms than the actual, you know, cause of it, if that makes sense. The honey does relieve your throat. There's no doubt about it, but it does absolutely nothing for your allergies. You understand? Right. So that's not going to help you. The other thing that got the internet all in a tizzy last week was the fact that somebody had suggested that sex is supposed to help your summer allergies. And wow. I, I don't know. There is no real reason <laughs> as to why. But they say that, well, the, the post said that it could help you with nasal congestion. And so the answer was no, no, it can't. Uh, it doesn't appear to help with allergies. So 
it is good to know that these things are not good. But listen, I mean, nothing wrong with giving the old college try with in this particular case. You understand? It's not like they're saying, you know, if you go out and uh, you know kill a drifter by your by your with your bare hands, it's going to make your summer allergies okay. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is none of it works no matter what. So try to keep that in mind to the best of your ability is that uh, you cannot actually help your allergies with honey or with sex. Now, the one other thing that's kind of making its way around is actually true, and that is uh, as you grow older, you can actually outgrow a hay fever allergy. So if you had hay fever allergies, which I did when I was a kid, yeah, which was too. brutal. Uh, that uh, I don't know how they are now because mostly I just try to stay out of those situations uh, as best as I can. But uh, if you get older, as you get older, you can certainly grow out of that particular allergy. So there is some relief in sight, perhaps, in that particular instance. But if they're hitting you hard, do yourself a favor and ignore the internet when it comes to allergy advice in some cases. I mean, you shouldn't, I mean, it's a great excuse to say, you know, I would feel better if we did it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Thank you. I saw on the internet that's supposed to help. And sometimes that actually works uh, if you are trying to feel better, but it's not going to actually work with your symptoms. So try to keep that in mind as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Is this the first ever beardless, bearded badness? I think it might be, right? Hey, don't worry about it. We'll handle it all. All right. It's coming up next. Hang on. It's the X Rocks. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And huge props to The with the Beardsmith, uh, the Boise Beardsmith, because uh, it was just an amazing time for Big J's Beard Brigade. And uh, like I said earlier, raised $6,260 thanks to uh, many of those uh, Beardsmith folks in particular. So uh, today's Beard of Badass is more like mustached badass which we'll, we'll probably be featured here in the next six weeks. And uh, when I'm not rocking a stash uh, for the next six weeks, that means this is now mustached badass, I guess. <laughs> so who better to kick off the new moniker than the inspiration behind the idea, Tom Selleck. Selleck was originally born in Michigan, but his family moved to California early on in his life. His junior year in college, he transferred to USC to play basketball for the USC Trojans. Coming in at 6'4", not a bad place to be. But his senior year, a drama coach suggested he try out acting. He did, and he decided to quit school altogether to pursue that career. And like most acting careers, started out in small roles and commercials. His very first on-camera role was actually the dating game. And one of his big roles came opposite of Sam Elliott as Oren Sackett in The Sackets. That experience would eventually lead Tom Selleck to seek out uh, cowboy roles. Selleck's big break came when he was cast in the lead role as Thomas Magnum and Magnum P.I. And the producers would not release the actor for other projects. So Selleck had to pass on some big roles, including Indiana Jones and the Raider of the Lost Ark. That's right, before Harrison Ford, they wanted Tom Selleck, uh, which meant that that role ended up becoming Harrison Ford's. And it turned out the shooting of the pilot for Magnum was delayed by over six months by a writer strike, which means he could have played... Oh my God, I'd never leave my house. That would be it. Disaster. He could have played uh, Indiana Jones. So he ended up as Thomas Magnum from 1980 to 1988, which is just fine. He received five Emmy Award nominations for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, eventually winning in 1985. And while he did have to pass in that role of Indy, he did find himself in a few notable movie roles like Runaway, co-starring a cringy Gene Simmons, and of course, Three Men and a Baby, and a sequel. And not long after Magnum was over, he passed on the lead role of another huge TV show, 
playing Mitch Buchanan. Small little show called Baywatch. He didn't want to be known as just a sex symbol, Nick. That role was made famous, of course, by David Hasselhoff. And in 1990, he landed a great role in a movie called Quigley Down Under. <laughs> Yet another Western. And during the 2000s, he would play the role of Jesse Stone in nine made-for-TV movies before landing the role of NYPD Commissioner Frank Regan in Blue Bloods, which is still running on CBS to this day. Selleck hasn't been without controversy. In 19, uh, I'm sorry, in 2010, there was an incident where he was accused of egregious overuse of public water at his avocado farm in California. He settled that out of court and never admitted to any wrongdoing. He's also lent his talents to help in several charitable ways, including the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund as a nationwide spokesperson for the new education center being built on the National Mall. And he also served in the California National Guard from 1967 to 1973. Most of his entire catalog of work in TV and movies has been done with the stash. Tom Selleck, a mustached badass. He, uh, yeah, he has trademarked that. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, you see pictures of him without it and he just looks weird, right? Yeah, there was, uh, there's only one role I could see that he had it actually without the stash. It was called, the movie called In and Out. Uh, never, oh, uh, that's the one with Kevin Klein. I, I, it might be, yeah. There you go. Uh, well, you know, he is certainly good at what he does. I've never watched Blue Buds, but, uh, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been on. I've never watched it. You can check out a couple years after it goes <laughs> off the air. And you have to binge 14 and a half yeah, seasons. Yeah, 17 That's years. That's when you'll do it. But uh, happy mustache badass to Mr. Tom Selleck. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We have discussed before the benefits of why you should sleep in the nude. It's actually what? a health booster for you. But let's make an amendment to that particular statement because it's a health booster for you as long as you don't do it in the summertime. Because if you are planning on sleeping in the nude, uh, at least according to sleep expert Sophie Bostock, uh, this is going to make the heat worse for you. If you are somebody that usually runs hot, the less clothes you wear in the summer, believe it or not, is worse for you when it comes to sleeping because... As you get hot at night, sweat starts to collect, you understand? And it starts collecting on your body, and that's just going to make you feel hotter. So as you are, you know, hot when you're sleeping, if you're fully nude and you've got nothing to absorb the sweat, it basically just turns you into this little incubator, and it's no good for you or remaining cool. So some sort of cotton shirt or pants like pajamas... Or any kind of moisture-wicking fabrics, you know, that'll help keep yourself cool in the summertime. So the health benefits are still there, but if you're somebody that just runs hot and you feel like the less clothes for the summer, the better, it's actually not the smart play in the summertime. Now you know. Damn. Trying to do some public service kind of stuff for people so that they can actually get better sleep and they're not tossing and turning and waking up in a pool of sweat and you wake up all gross and sticky and smelly. And then you're like, oh my god, I don't have time for a shower, and then you have to go to work and you smell, and people can smell you, but they don't want to say anything to you, all because you made the choice of sleeping nude. It's weird, right? It is pretty weird. But this is how people's lives go. And nobody tells them, and so they're just walking around not knowing they have just extreme B.O. You picking up what I'm trying to say here, Big J? Are you trying to say I smell like B.O.? No. Congratulations to Pittsburgh Pirates rookie Jack Sawinski. He hit three home runs against the Giants yesterday, including a ninth-inning walk-off to give the Pirates a 4-3 win. It was the first time in Major League Baseball history a rookie had a three-homer game that included a walk-off. 
That's according to the Elias Sports Bureau. The 23-year-old also had solo home runs in the fourth and sixth innings before getting his walk-off in the ninth. So pretty nice day at the ballpark for good old Jack. He'll remember that one for a while. We've got game three of the Stanley Cup final on the TV tonight between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Avs held serve at home, have a 2-0 series lead. The defending champions, the two-time defending champions, are going to try to make sure they home hold home court as well in order to make this a series again, or the Avs could just be running away with this one. We will see. Big J, it is weird somehow how you can go places and their their beverages taste different than they do anywhere else. I'm thinking specifically of like McDonald's Coke. You understand? Well, yeah. And also, uh, apparently, I've never had it because it's weird because I have been on a, a kick. Like, I don't go to McDonald's very much, but when I do, it's either a Coke or I also really like their high C orange. I don't know why. But I absolutely, it goes back to when I was working there, and that's like kind of like the beverage I would grab if I had a second or two, because, you know, it it was just easy to do so. And so I still love the high C orange at McDonald's, but apparently the Sprite also has a particular taste. Can you attest to this? Are you a Sprite drinker? Yeah, every now and then. To me, I always wondered if it was a straw. Pardon me? I know it seems weird, but part of it too is that just it's the McDonald's straw. Is, is a girthy, nice, you know, I mean, you get a, just a better amount of liquid in your mouth. I don't know if that's part of it. Okay. Because that's also something that's different from most of the other All right. fast food chains. I mean, I, I'm not sure I agree with you, but I can understand why, where this is coming from. But uh, on June 21st, that's tomorrow, uh, McDonald's across the country will be giving anybody that wants to a free any size Sprite, as long as you spend a dollar or more on the app, and they want to promote the fact that it's not just the Coke that hits different at uh, at McDonald's, it's also the Sprite that they feel tastes better. So McDonald's is trying to push this a little bit, and you can try it for yourself, and then they encourage you to uh, to tweet it on social media or whatever, and they will share it. So uh, an opportunity for you to enjoy a free beverage to notice if things taste a little bit different for you there. So, Sprite drinkers of the world, and now you know you have a free beverage tomorrow as long as you use the McDonald's app. You're welcome. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to the continent of North America for today's We're Going to Hell story because it's a story that originates in Canada and then heads down here to the United States of America and soon could be headed to a town near you, wherever you may be listening to this, be it here in uh, the Treasure Valley, or maybe you're streaming us and you're listening, uh, you've downloaded the podcast and you're listening to us in Spain. I don't know, man. The point is, you never know. And you're familiar with the criminal justice system, yes, Big J? Yeah. You understand how it works that uh, everybody has a right to a speedy trial, I guess? And uh, a trial in front of a jury of their peers. You understand the way this works? Yeah. And so uh, I know, but am I wrong? You have never received a jury summons, right? No. Uh, Which is incredible. I I have received probably four or five in my life. I have never been selected to sit on a jury, but I know plenty of people that have. It's part of the criminal justice system. You know, you you do your due diligence. If you get served a summons, you go in. Now, in every case that I have been served a a jury summons, I have been uh, basically excused for one reason or another. Almost all the time, they never even get down to where I am. Basically, I spend three hours in a room and they just tell me to go home. But not everybody is that lucky. And there's lots of different reasons why you can be excused for jury duty. 
uh, Lord knows what those are, but we're getting to a point where the question becomes, what happens when you don't have enough people available for a jury? You understand? Yeah, what happens? Not only do you need a jury, but you also need alternates and things like that. And what will happen is eventually the trial will get delayed, but if you keep going forward and you don't have enough eligible people for a jury via one reason or another, what happens? Well, it's a procedure that happened up in Canada. It started in Calgary, and for the first time in 26 years, thanks to COVID and a lot of other factors, they had this situation happen. And it's now happened twice in upstate New York. It has happened once in Montana. It's happened a couple other times across the United States of America where they have tried to get this trial going. And in order to not get the courts all backed up, eventually you have to go forward. So what happens? The answer is... It's an old English law that was carried over to both Canada and the United States called Talesman. What is Talesman, Big J? It is when you... uh, Basically what happens is officers of the court will go out into public places where people are doing public things that are on their own time and basically sequester them into a jury. What usually happens is they go to the malls in the area, and if somebody's out shopping, clearly they don't have work, clearly they feel okay, clearly they don't have anything else going on that they could be shopping, and they are said and given a piece of paper that says, legally, you have to come with me to the courthouse, and you are now, congratulations, on a jury for this particular case. Damn. That is what we would do if we get to a point where we run out of potential jurors for a case cut for some reason or another. Now, it's happening right now because, again, like I said, a lot of reasons. Number one is COVID. Number two is because summer vacation. A lot of people just aren't in uh, the actual town. Number three is legitimate excuses why somebody needs to be excused from a jury. A bias or their job prevents them from doing it. There's lots of, again, valid excuses why somebody would be excused. But eventually, in smaller towns, in places that don't have a lot of stuff going on, you are going to run out of people or they just don't show up for the jury summons. You know what I mean? That happens a lot too. It's against the law, but people do it and they just don't show up. And so then basically you end up getting recruited to be in a jury. One night you're just out, you know, shopping at Sears, picking up a blender. The next thing you know, you're serving on a jury for five days. So keep that in mind. This is what happens when you don't listen to jury summons or you run out of people. Now you know. Yeah, so let's say that happened to you. You were out your day and somebody came up to you. Would you believe them? Well, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have. I I mean, it would be a difficult story to believe because I haven't heard it before, but I'm guessing it's going to be an officer of the court. I would probably think I was on a prank show for like five minutes, and then I would read the paper that they handed to me saying this is a thing. I would ask for identification. If I saw it, then yes, I would probably. I mean, you wouldn't have much of a choice but to comply, right? Unless you feel like getting arrested right then and there, and that doesn't sound like a real way to start my rap sheet. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people there's a lot of people go into detailed scams. No, you're absolutely right. But, uh, yes, it would be Show strange. Show me a badge. It would be strange for sure. I definitely would do that. I would ask for identification. I would ask for paper before I followed anybody. It would also be kind of cool. You think it would be cool? Yeah, like, listen, I'm, you know... I need to help right away. The court needs my help. Well, it's immediately. Not, it's not like they're looking for you particularly. You're they just a random. Right from there to the court, <laughs> yeah. and I lay down my decision. Uh, well, it might take a couple of days because it is a jury trial. So I'm not sure you would get that instant gratification you're looking for, but you might get that sweet seven dollars and fifty cents for a day of jury. Justice service. will be served. Uh, just pennies at a time. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Now you know. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> Question for you, Radio's Big J. Yeah, get an answer. You still have this desire to win the lottery. Is that correct? Yeah, who would, why would that stop all of a sudden? Ah, you know what? I don't want a free money. You, uh, well, it's not free. You're paying for it. But also, uh, would you, do you have like a money amount in mind that would make you happy? Like if you won something, you would be ecstatic if you had this particular amount of money in your bank? Uh, yeah, enough to pay off our house. Okay. That's all you're really looking for. I mean, ultimately, like, of course I would like big, 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 big bucks. No whammies. Of course. But ultimately, I think, you know, uh, for survival financially, you know, owning your own home, I think, is probably one thing that would help you get by in a lot of bad case situations. Where you wouldn't have to worry about a mortgage payment every month. Exactly. Still have to worry about the property taxes at the end of the sure. year. But that's a one-year expense as opposed to a monthly one. Right. And then, and then the amount of money that you go towards, you know, trying to pay your mortgage and stuff, that's money you can save to do other things with. So. Because it's interesting, you know, uh, there was a recent survey about 70,000 Americans, and they said, you know, hey, listen, how much money would you want to make you really, really happy? And you would be surprised. I thought it was a fairly low number, you know, because, you know, if somebody gives you an infinite amount of money, you could probably say, I don't know, $20 billion or something or $200 billion or whatever. I want to be, be Elon Musk. But it turns out most people have zero interest in being a billionaire. They don't want it. They don't want to be a billionaire. Uh, the average number given was about $10 million. They feel like that would be enough that they could get by, that they would be happy. And you could buy a $10 million. You could <laughs> buy a full tank of gas. And they wouldn't have to worry about anything. Well, you know, when you're given an infinite amount of money and somebody just says, I'll take $10 million, that seems fairly low on the, uh, the scale. Sure, sure, sure. And so basically what it showed is most of us do not have unlimited wants. We just have, uh, uh, we want moderate kind of like richness, I guess. Because there are a lot of negative connotations that comes along with being a billionaire. I feel like especially as of late we found uh, that sometimes there can be a coldness, a callousness, a... Uh, disconnect with what is actually going listen, on with you. If you if you earned a billion dollars, you stepped on some people to get there. Right. Yeah. Listen. Nobody. You're absolutely correct. Nobody gets to be a billionaire by being a nice person. Listen. Nobody gets to be super rich by being nice either. Uh, it's usually something awful has happened for you to get that particular type of wealth, and you have treated people poorly in order to keep that kind of wealth. That's just the society we live in. We do not reward people ridiculous amounts of money for being nice. Sometimes really good things happen to really good people, and there's a one-off. But for the most part, if you're a billionaire, you probably have done some dastardly things in order to do that particular thing. And so probably people don't want that particular attachment to things. And plus, listen, uh, as P. Diddy once said, Big J, more money, more problems sometimes, too. I mean, if you have billions of dollars, people start coming at you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes if you just got that $10 million, you're like, ah, he don't worry about that millionaire down in Middleton. He's taking care of his mortgage, and that's all he needs to worry about. So, I guess the lesson here is moderation is something that is good all the way around, even for free money when somebody's offering it to you. So think about that next time. How about you? Why don't you answer that question? Well, the answer is I don't really know because I have a a different situation. And I I think, you know, if given the option, $10 million sounds fine to me, but I really don't need that. As long as my children are comfortable, at the end of the day, that's all that truly matters. And they could probably do that on far less than $10 million. Yeah, I'll say this. I've already planned on ways to be able to, 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 
to make you take the money I would give you <laughs> if I was, you know, one millions of dollars. This is my favorite part of the Big J money fantasy is that not only do you have a continued fantasy to win millions upon millions yeah. of dollars, but you've already spent, I would say, 75% of that winning. So yeah. You know, yeah. you know you're buying the well, radio I, station. I'm giving things <laughs> you away. You know you're giving money away. You know you're donating to charity. You know that you're paying off your house. You're probably buying another. So you have already spent probably a good portion of this particular money that you fantasized about. Well, listen, I I wouldn't have to give you money if I want enough to buy the radio station. You always have a job. You wouldn't have to worry about it. (laughs) Right. But (laughs) that's our worry is one day it's like, (laughs) we don't know how to do anything else. And that's our greatest fear is not being able to do this job anymore because what would we do? Right. It's uh, it's it. But you also won't you don't take stuff like giving you a gift is hard enough. I, I, I feel uncomfortable and unworthy a lot of times if somebody wants to give me something. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, there are times that uh, if I feel like I've earned something, I will take uh, whatever somebody's giving me and run in the opposite direction because I've earned that. But a lot of times I haven't, and so that's what makes me feel uncomfortable. But I do appreciate you forcing money down my throat if you do, in fact, win the lottery. What a treat. We force you to live comfortably. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff on the way. What's going on in the news today? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. You can file this under a big old note, but there is a North Carolina pest company that is offering $2,000 to you, Big J, if you will allow 100 cockroaches to be released in your home as part of the study. The company is called Pest Informer, and they are looking to do this in five to seven homes in the continental U.S. where the cockroaches will be on the loose for 30 days while it tests a pest treatment that they say is family and pet safe. Any interest? Because they haven't found any takers. Yeah, no. (laughs) While the test is going on, the homeowners are not allowed to use any other kind of insect treatment. But Pest Informer promises that if the cockroaches aren't gone by the end of the study period, that they will use traditional cockroach treatment options in the home for free. What a treat. So you get two grand for a month where basically you turn your house into Joe's apartment and you get to let the cockroaches run around and hopefully whatever kind of concoction they've come up with works and they're not there for the whole month, but... If they are there for the whole month, you gotta leave them there. Which, I mean, you, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, thinking damn. Like, no thanks. It's pretty gross. No wonder why nobody's. Ta- I mean, maybe if they up the offer, let, let, let's start there. Would you do it for five thousand dollars? Hundred cockroaches. A uh, one hundred cockroaches? Yeah, for five thousand bucks. So two thousand is too little, but five thousand is okay. Yeah, man. So would you do it for three thousand dollars? No. You said $5,000. i am trying to figure out what the lowest number is that you would allow 100 cockroaches. Okay. 5000 For 30 days, you would do it for 5000 That's only 100 cockroaches. Only 100? Well, they're going to clean up the mess eventually. 30 days. 30 days. I will say this. We've done enough. We're going hell stories to realize that's a dangerous proclamation. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot. Like, I mean, I think if you have, like, you're all right because you have cats. There might be a little bit of protection there. Yeah, they'd have fun. But... I don't know. Something tells me there's something else going on there, and I don't like it. So I don't think I would there's take... something going on. I don't know. I don't want to see a cockroach. I mean, 100 is more than you think, BJ. First of all, let me put it that way. When you have 100 cockroaches running around, it's more than you think. 
Congratulations to Matt Fitzpatrick. He won the U.S. Open over the weekend, 600-274. Ended up beating a couple of Americans in the process. We've got Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Tonight on your TVs, the series shifts to Florida. We'll see how that, that goes and some terrible news out of Mexico over the weekend. There was a Netflix series called The Chosen One that was filming down there, but production on the series has stopped because there was a horrible accident on the show where basically there was like a cargo van carrying a bunch of cast members and crew members from one part of the the actual shooting to another where it did a rollover and killed a couple of the cast members that were involved in the show. Uh, Four crew members were also injured in the crash, and so they've had to shut down production because uh, a couple of the actors are pretty big parts in the series, so we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Quite frankly, it's pretty shocking that this is one of the few instances where this has happened because there's a lot of group transportation involved in shooting things from time to time, and it's very rare this stuff happens. So we'll see what happens with the Netflix series, series The Chosen One, which is based on a comic. So we'll see what goes on there, but rough, rough news over the weekend. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. You're up to date on all the stuff you need to know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Hey, we got some tickets for you as uh, we got a show coming right around the corner here, Saturday, July 2nd. At uh, Expo Idaho, Grandstand, Bad Flower, and our friends in Royal Bliss. So going to be a hell of a night. That is a hell of a show, you guys. And it is yeah. coming up quick. It was just announced, if you missed it, part of the Idaho Concert Series. And uh, we're going to be out there doing some cool stuff. So if you want to see Bad Flower and you want to see Royal Bliss together on the same stage rocking out, then now's the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. And not a bad place to see a show at all, actually. Oh, oh. Especially when the sun's going down, the grandstand. You know, you, you just it's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, you just got to beat Nick and Pop Culture Smackdown. Should be easy. All right. Jeez, man. That's yeah. not very nice. Let's go to the phone. I don't give a damn. Get a contestant. Hello, the X. Morning. Morning, man. What's your name? Thanks, Dave. All right, Dave. You're up first. Good luck. This Australian right. actress starred in three movies with Tom Cruise while they were married. Nicole Kidman. There you go, right, Nicole Kidman. Nick Robert Rodriguez put himself on the Hollywood map when he made this movie for just eleven thousand dollars. Uh, El Mariachi. El Mariachi is right. correct. John Goodman plays Dan Connor on this ABC sitcom. That was Roseanne. There you go. I'll take Roseanne. Oh. Right. Not the Connors? Well, he was also Dan Connors in Roseanne. Yeah, I know, but you said on oh, this yeah. sitcom, and yeah. then Roseanne's not well, on the Well, I mean, it's still the same thing hmm. acceptable uh this old house is pretty much the grandfather of home improvement television nick who is its first host bob vila bob vila is correct right in the sitcom the big bang theory what was sheldon's catchphrase bazinga bazinga right. is 100 correct nick what was the first film to ever release a soundtrack Ooh, good question. Uh, like commercially, you mean? Yes. To ever release a soundtrack. Uh, okay. I am going to go back. You know what? I'm going to say... Back, 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 on! The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That is incorrect. Wrong. My, go my back, original guess back was... much further. Well, really? Uh... 1944 was Snow White. Oh, Okay. Right. And the seven dwarfs or just her? 
Just well, it's just we just called Snow White. Congratulations, my friend! You've got tickets to go see Bad Flower and Royal Bliss at Expo Idaho coming up on the second. Hang on one second, there, Dave. We'll hook you up with those tickets and make sure you're all set and good to go. There's your pop culture smackdown coming back with some headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Headlines are as follows. Big J, slow down. You interested? And based on a true story. Based on a true story. You like the movie The Goonies, Big J? Ah, damn it. There goes bad impression. Get out of here, Goonies. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, did you Goonies. know that it's based on a true story? I did not know that until a little bit ago. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. Remains of a The Goonies, if you will. Remains of a legendary 17th century shipwreck that reportedly inspired the Goonies has been found, although not by a band of kids. Pieces of the hull of the Spanish uh, ship Santo Cristo de Burgos were raised from the sea caves in a state-protected area of Manzanita, Oregon this week after extensive diving and surveying that was done by volunteers with the Maritime Archaeology Society and National Geographic. The wooden trading ship, which traveled across the Pacific Ocean from the Spanish colony of Manila in the modern-day Philippines to New Spain's port of Acapulco in modern-day Mexico, had left Manila carrying Chinese silk, porcelain, beeswax, and then it disappeared back in 1693. It is one of just four uh, wrecks identified on the west coast of Americas and the only one where the hull remains, per Nat Geo. Now, there was no gigantic treasure down in there, but they were at least able to recover the ship. So no maybe, rich stuff? No rich stuff? No, no rich stuff. No Chester coffee pot. None of that stuff was there. Copper pot. It just was all... I like saying coffee pot because it's funny. But it is uh, something that apparently was like an old wives' tale back in Oregon, so it makes sense why... It was the tale of the Goonies. But yeah, I had no idea this is like based on a true story kind of a thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I wish there was actual riches in there. Or maybe, listen, how about we do this? There were riches, but they were already discovered by the Goonies, so that's why they were gone, right? Yeah. Makes sense that the ship was empty. The treasure had already been discovered. Freaking Sloth and Chunk are living it up somewhere. That's all you <laughs> need to know. Slow, Good for them. slow down, or are you interested? You interested? A New Hampshire distillery unveiled a new whiskey with an unusual key ingredient, green crabs, Big J. Tamsworth Distilling said it teamed up with the University of New Hampshire to put together this particular alcoholic beverage, which is made with a bourbon base steeped with a custom crab, corn, and spice blend mixture. Stephen Grassi is the owner of Tamsworth Distilling, and he says the, de- the developers boiled more than 90 pounds of the tiny crabs into a crab stock, and then they fortified that with a bunch of grains and then mixed it all together with their particular whiskey. And it definitely, you can taste the crab, according to a lot of the people involved. They say it tastes like a briny and better fireball. Oh, The crabs briny, huh? used for, yeah, I'm not sure uh, if that's a good adjective, but... The crabs used for the liquor came from a trapper in New Hampshire, and apparently they're native to Europe, considered an evasive threat to the New England ecosystem, so using them for a good and different way is a good thing. Would you be interested in some crab whiskey, Big J? No. Who comes? You like crabs, right? You like whiskey. How come the two ne'er shall meet? I just don't know if they're supposed to go together. I don't either. It seems like an interesting flavor combination as to why they came up with it. I really don't know. But anything that's described as briny does not seem like something that I would like to taste. 
on like just straight you don't like up. brine? Uh, no. You don't like pickles? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't like drinking pickle juice, if that's what you're asking. You don't like the flavor of pickle juice at all? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I don't really, can't say that I've had it by itself. I've had it in pickle form, but it, it is not something that I feel like I want to drink separately. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know people do. There are some people that do that a lot. They JJ. enjoy the taste of pickle juice. I am not one of those people. I enjoy pickles, but I'll keep that's where the juice. So, like, I enjoy crabs, but I don't enjoy having that something. Is I don't go, man, you know what would be nice? A nice tall, you know, glass of crab juice. No thanks. Not interesting. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Now you're getting it. We'll wrap it up with slow down. A Minnesota man was arrested after he was clocked doing 144 miles per hour on his motorcycle, Big J. Woo. Didn't have a helmet on, and then he blamed it on a recent heat wave. 22-year-old Noah Daughtery zoomed by an officer on the highway at such a high rate of speed, the officer decided it was too dangerous to chase after him, so he later caught up with the biker and tried to place him under arrest. He was uncooperative, of course, believe it or not, and ended up saying that uh, he tried to get off his bike and flee at one point. He told the officer he was going fast because he was hot. Big Janie wanted to cool off, and going 140 miles an hour made the wind feel nice. The entire incident is on tape, and, of course, he was uh, arrested and ticketed with a bunch of things and a bunch of charges. So I don't care what your excuse is. You're probably not going to get away with going 144 miles an hour. Agree or disagree? Yeah, no, it's not uh, It's not a safe uh, speed to travel, especially without a helmet. It's a one-way ticket to dying. And to jail, if you believe this particular story. Morning After with Nikki Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> So ladies and the uh, Black Keys, it's Wild Child here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it turns out we're pretty smart, aren't we, Big J? Uh, well, I don't know about that. I, I mean, uh, how often do you have to make a decision or something happens in your life where you're like, oh boy, I don't know about this. And then that uh, comes that, that point where you got to trust your gut. Uh, I see, you know, following your gut in a particular situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happens probably more often than we think. I'm not sure every single decision like that has this kind of life-changing ability, but I feel like, well, listen, because most of the time it's just me, that's almost always I'm following my gut, Big J. It's because I don't have anybody else to check in on, so I don't have to worry about anybody else's opinion but my own, you understand? Yeah, analytics be damned. That's right. Uh, well, you're not alone, dude. 70% of people say that they trust their instincts. Uh, a new survey has found and uh, 35% experiencing a physical gut feeling about situations, an actual feeling. Uh, 70% say they always trust their instincts and nearly one in five turn to the feeling in their gut to tell them if something's wrong when it comes to their health. Uh, I can I can believe that, and I trust my instincts when it comes to a lot of things, but it also depends on the situation. It turns out my instincts are stronger in some particular subjects than others, I believe. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I know that like when it comes to like knowing something is wrong with me, my instincts are pretty good, where I'm like, that doesn't feel right, or something's off, or whatever the case may be, but then there are other parts of my life where my, uh, my guts have crap for brains. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I have to uh, iron out... <laughs> weigh the good and the bad exactly <laughs> and so i have to figure that kind of stuff out and sometimes trust my gut is a good thing and sometimes it's bad things yeah no i mean i think that 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 is uh, the same for a lot of people i i tend to, to trust my gut as well 
Well, so. I mean, I think we're we're wired that way instinctually to actually, you know, go that there's some sort of weird voice inside me or some sort of feeling or sensation that says this is something that I should do. And most times we follow that particular voice because we feel like it's ourselves. You know what I you mean? You know, I think we uh, a lot of times we associate that gut feeling with instincts. Mm-hmm. And there is like there is an innate instinct for certain things, especially for uh, any, I think, living organism to try to continue to live like you'll naturally do things to keep you alive you yeah, know yeah and so that's part of that gut feeling that you should probably try to be in tune with but but also realize that sometimes that just uh, is just some weird feeling that you've created in your brain and also you know realize that nobody bats a thousand in every situation you know what i mean i mean even though and i believe that those that particular internal voice that's guiding you one way or the other has a lot to do with experience and life lessons and the things that you've learned along the way and all that kind of stuff because you know a, a lot of the stuff that we do in our job is about following our guts you know what i mean yeah we we do we've been doing this for a while so we have these instincts we have these patterns we have these particular kind of paths that we walk down because we feel like there's been past success or we have a little bit of experience in that particular area and so it helps us guide everything but no we're nobody's perfect we don't make all wonderful decisions not every decision we make is fantastic and so understanding that and using those as learning experiences will also help those gut decisions down the road or at least i think in theory they're supposed to i'm not sure if they always do it depends on how hard-headed you are you know what i mean yeah if you have these particular instances go ah well listen i just had an off day (laughs) and you keep making the same mistakes again and again and again then maybe uh yeah you shouldn't trust your gut on particular things but i don't think it's a bad thing that we follow our instincts because that's what they're there for right absolutely to make sure we're doing the right thing in the most cases so feel good about the decisions you make and then if you make a mistake, own up to it. Correct, Big J? Correct. Last mistake you made? Uh, last mistake I made uh, was ordering something from eBay. <laughs> All right. What did you order? Remember, I ordered. I thought I was ordering this uh, this thing to, to be able to to do some stuff on my computer. And it was just a hat. The thing you did a month ago? Yeah. Was the last mistake you made? Yeah. Months ago? Well, now I don't know if I can That trust you were anything. trusting your instincts for. Oh, I just meant mistake in general. Oh, oh I can't keep track of that. What the <laughs> stupid question is that? Well, listen, it should be you pretty moron. easy. If you made a misspelling on something, that's a mistake. It's a fairly like, easy Like, I one. keep track of that. That would go crazy trying oh, to keep track of that I stuff. I think you should. It probably would teach you a lesson or two. Here's my mistake. Coming into work today. I agree. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your bad Son. impressions are next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Yeah, Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we have for you some tickets to go see uh, the Dirty Heads. They're coming to town on the 28th, June 28th, which is out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. We'll get you set up with those tickets if you can figure out who I'm trying to be in Bad Impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. If you'd like to go, you just have to figure out who Big J's trying to be with three clues. He's got it written down. If you can put them all together and figure it out, then boom, you are going to a concert on the 28th, and hopefully that makes you a better person and a happier person. Hello, The X. How's it? What's up, man? What's your name? Uh, Elvin Ryan, (laughs) E-L-V-I-N. All right. Social security number? Just kidding, man. Don't say that. Uh, Uh, Get that stuff in a minute here. Here's Big J's clues. You've heard of method acting. How about method songwriting? I did that with What's the Trick? 
Yeah, you wouldn't get that right off. Uh, Meg, yeah, White, no. Meg White was my wife, not my sister, when we toured together as the White Stripes. Oh, Meg? Meg White was my wife, not my sister, when we toured together as the White Stripes. You talking about Jack? Sorry, I'm not getting the question. <laughs> We might be. Yeah, we might be. Uh, I, I believe it. Let's go. Okay, go I ahead. I started Third Man Records to help bring back vinyl. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I can't hear you. My bad. Are you on a walk? Yeah, I'm at work. Oh, okay. Well, you were on the right track when you said Jack. With Jack White? Yeah, yeah Jack White. Yeah, All right, we'll go. make it easy for you. Good job, man. Dirty Heads, the soldier tickets are yours. Hang on Listen, one don't second. Don't be exercising when you call this show. <laughs> that is one of the cardinal sins that you can commit when talking to us, is you are mid-exercise. Uh, thankfully, he was just working. Hang yeah. on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those particular tickets. Uh, why is Jack White in the news? This is crazy and bizarre, because Jack White's a weird guy, but uh, when uh, he was putting together Fear of the Dawn and Entering Heaven Live, a live... Uh, uh, album that he put together. He didn't eat. He was fasted the whole time while he was writing those albums. Does he say why? He wanted to see uh, what it would uh, be like under those conditions and, and might what happened uh, being alone and fasting with my what my brain and my body would come up with. Would I get frustrated? Would I get angry? Would I get up? You get hangry is more than anything. I can guarantee you that, Jack. But I'm going to tell you what, it worked out great, at least for me. I love Fear of the Dawn, and it's the first time in a while he sounded like back to doing White Stripes music. Uh, I got to be honest, man. I think the album is really great as well. Uh, I, I, I will say this. You remember when Jack White did that $5 show at the Egyptian Theater? It, oh, man, I couldn't go. Oh, it's one of the best concerts I have ever seen. It was so, so good. And, uh, and you know, he is a talented guy, but you're absolutely right. He is a weird dude that does weird things, and I imagine those weird things will probably continue. But, hey, man, whatever works, right? Yeah. Now we know. What's the trick? And he also looks like a guy that maybe goes five or six days without eating. <laughs> He's like six, seven, like 96 pounds. Yeah. It's crazy. He throws a hell of a punch, too. So uh, look out for yeah. That. Tell the lead singer of the Von Bonnies. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's a 2000s callback for you. We got ourselves a show wrap up. It's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Hey, there'll be an X-Fest, man. That is Bad Wolves Tomorrow Never Comes here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to do it for us. A nice little Monday show back in the swing of things. Uh, Big J started off the show by losing me some money, but we rebounded nicely and got into some Tom Selleck funds that I get for betting on you being a good time. Hopefully you didn't bet too much. I have learned my lesson. Uh, and, of course, we also had a chance to educate you a little bit about the jury system, what would happen if they don't have enough people on a jury, and we even got to talk about how much money it would take for Big J to be happy, and the answer is not that much, which is very nice. Uh, Big J, that does leave you with the floor, my friend. Uh, hey, man, virtual reality exercising can have some benefits if you're get, uh, getting older. These findings could help those who are perhaps limited in their physical mobility enjoy exercise. So uh, what that means is elderly patients in particular used avatars to run uh, and do all kinds of other fun things that they can't really do anymore. And it gives them a better sense of, uh, you know. Up, uplifted feeling. It's my understanding, though, that when you exercise in virtual reality, you're still actually exercising, right? Sure. Like, I mean, Absolutely. you're not you're not running fast, but you're running when you run in virtual reality in place, right? Well, it depends on the game or what, what the the apparatus or how you're doing that. Generally, not as much running as you would think. That's I, a very limited type thing. Have you so. fired up your virtual reality thing for exercise yet? Me, for exercise? Yeah. Me? 
No, yeah. of course not. Oh, well, I mean, I thought that that was uh, the main purpose of it in the household, right? It's kind of what it's The wife most, does. But you don't yeah. use it for exercise? No. Uh, you don't enjoy it, or you just... It's, uh, well, at this particular time, it's too much. Like, it's too much exercise for oh, me. Oh, 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 I see, I see, I see. I, th- I thought maybe that you didn't, like, in- actually enjoy, like, the interaction or the actual uh, no, it's visual cool. aspect of things. But uh, it's just still too much physical activity. Yeah. For you to get it. Got it. Good. Uh, but now, something to look forward to, man, maybe. You Absolutely. Know? As you get into virtual reality exercise, mayhaps it's something that you could actually get some uh, results from, which is always good. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that aren't flushing. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing Heating Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. It's online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew swinging in here next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one at CX Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.